the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray it's being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Rightfully Ours. When we think about all the scripture tells us that Jesus Christ went through to make available to me and you, all that God has prepared for me and you, it's only right that we receive and achieve everything that God has for us. I mean, according to all that the Word of God says about what God has made available to us and the heavy price He paid to be able to make all those things and opportunities available to us, it's only right that we receive and achieve everything that He's made available to us. Well, since that's true, then opposite is equally true. That is, it's wrong for us not to do so. It would be wrong for us to not live out the life that Jesus bled and died so that we can live out. It would be wrong for us to live less of a life than the one Jesus bled and died for us to be able to have and live in life. Especially since he made a point to have it written in his word so that each and every one of us could come to know about it. And according to God's word, which is always true, all those things rightfully belong to me and you. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Rightfully Ours. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Got your Bible, which I invite you to turn to John chapter 10. We're going to continue in the teaching that we started just a little while back. It's called Rightfully Ours. There's some stuff that's rightfully ours, and God wants us to know about it so that we can then be able to believe that it really is rightfully ours so that we can be able to have it in the midst of our lives in Jesus' name. Because once again, it's wonderful that he purchased these things for me and you, but if we don't ever have them manifest in our lives, what good will they be to me and you? I'll answer that, nothing. But see, God got us something. And he got these things waiting on me and you. So we better hurry up and learn about it. Begin to understand that these things are rightfully ours. We have a valid and a just claim to this property that God has extended to me and you. These positions, which are legitimately ours. They were given to us by God. We didn't ask for them. He gave it to us. But now that he gave them to us, it's time to ask for them and make sure that we receive them. These things that are belong, belonging or held by a valid or a just claim. They have a just claim up in heaven. We have, we have a just claim up in heaven to receive all these things. So come on, let's hear about some of these things so that you can be able to receive the things that are properly, rightfully ours. John chapter 10, we're going to begin reading at verse 9. Read that, do a brief review, dive into today's stuff, which I'm telling you, it's going to bless you if you got an ear to hear what the Lord's going to say to you. John chapter 10, starting with verse 9, letters in red is what Jesus says, so you know he ain't lying. He said, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. Stop there because I know you want to keep reading on, praise God. But that's the first part of what it is he did for me and you. He saved us. Everybody say, thank God I'm saved. Everybody say, thank God I'm saved. That's why he saved you from hell's fire. Praise God. 
But he saved you with a desire that there's more that he wanted to do for you. He just didn't want to save you, but he also wanted to make things available to you now that you're saved. That's why it says, and, bringing these two thoughts together, and shall go in and out and find pasture. And shall go in and out and find pasture. God not only wants to save you, he wants you to have the ability to go in and out and find pasture. Of course, he is our shepherd, and our shepherd, because he's our shepherd, he shall, we shall not want. Praise God. He wants us to step into a, a life where there is no want, where we can go in and out and find pasture, just go graze when we want to. Praise God. Why? Because it's something that's been made available to me and you. It's rightfully ours. We can go by the still waters and get a drink. Praise God. Hallelujah. Lay up under the, the, the juniper tree and just sit there and think. Praise God. We can, you know, he wants us to be able to do stuff like this. Praise God, where well, we can go in and out and find pasture. Whereas it's a good life. Somebody say good life. Good life. But there's a devil that's going to try to stop you from stepping into that life. Praise God, don't ever forget that. You know, there's a devil that will stop you getting in, going into that life. And that's why the verse, next verse says, The thief cometh not before to steal and to kill and to destroy. He's talking about us and our ability to step into all these things that are rightfully ours. But he didn't end the sentence there. He says, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Now, he's talking about the life that God came for us to have. That is the abundant life. God wants us to have the God kind of life. He wants us to have that life in abundance. That's what he wants for me and you. But at the same time, he stuck a might in the, in the middle of that. He said that you might have life. He didn't say that you shall have life. Might have life. Why might? Because it's got something to do with you. You are the variable as to whether or not this is going to manifest or not. You are the determinant as to whether or not God's going to be able to do all this for you or not. Not because he don't have the ability. He got the ability because God is able. Yes, he is. Praise God. And it's not because he don't have a willingness because he want to do it. He told you he want to do it. He did it. He initiated all this. But at the same time, there's still a part that we have to play in this. And if we don't play the part that we need to, then we won't receive the things that are rightfully ours and God made available for me and you. That's why we need to begin to understand that this abundant life that God has in store for us to live is already ours. We already learned in the book of Corinthians that this thing is already yea and amen in Christ. He's already said yes emphatically to it. He's already said amen firmly to it. Now we got to become as emphatic and firm as he is so that we can receive the things that are only his so that they can become ours too. Why? Because God wants these things. They're already prepared for me and you. He said, I have not seen, ear have not heard, nor have it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. Prepared means made ready. It's already there. God provided it for me and you. But we got to believe that it's rightfully ours. That's why he wrote us a book that is full of promises. And these exceeding great and precious promises that God has given to me and you are available to me and you so that we can live the life that God intends for me and you. But we got to learn what they are. We've been working for a little while on what one of them is. And that is the promise of answered prayer is rightfully ours. The promise of answered prayer is rightfully ours. Look at your neighbor and say, I don't know if you know it or not. But God promised you answered prayer. Mm-hmm. Give my old head. Mm-hmm. 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 God promised you answered prayer. Praise God. And remember, God don't lie. These are the things that's already yea and amen in Christ. These are the things that God has already said yes firmly to. Now, the thing is, will we believe what he said to me and you? That's why we find out that we need to have confidence 
that if we pray anything according to his will, then we know he hears us. And because we know he hears us, then we have the petitions we put before him. We ought to have confidence that if we pray anything according to his will, that's what we were doing last time. That's the caveat to us being able to receive that. It's got to be according to his will, which means you just can't go all, all willy-nilly praying what you want to. You can't just go step out all all willy-nilly and do what you want to do. Praise God and get to praying all kind of stupid stuff. Praise God because you think you want that stuff. No, God ain't going to give it to you just because you want it. God's going to give it to you because he want it. He wants you to have it. It's got to be according to his will. Amen. His will is done on earth even as it is in heaven. Not your will. God don't care nothing about your will. Look at your neighbor and say, don't get attitude. No, don't get attitude. No, it's just the truth. It's just the truth. Praise God. God don't care nothing about your will. God cares about his will. God know you don't know nothing. He know everything. Praise God. And if your will don't match his will, then he's going to be, oh, well, it ain't going to happen. God's going to match his will and do what he said. That's why he put it in the word for me and you. So we can know what we should be wanting when we want all this stuff that God will do for me and you. Now, when we become his, we've been given a platform from which we can expect our prayers to be heard by God. When we become his, we've been given a platform from which we know that we can expect our prayers to be answered. Why? Because we have standing with God. Somebody say standing. We have standing with God. Standing is a legal term. It's a legal term. In fact, it means, first definition, the right of a party to appear and be heard before a court. The right of a party to be to appear and be heard before a court. Just because you're in America don't mean that you can just step up on, in the middle of a court case and get to talking and saying what you want to say. Mm-mm. They'll shut you down right there and send the bailiff over there to be able to show you what he's carrying, nightstick and pistol, to be able to get you to clearly understand you need to shut up. Praise God, because you don't have standing. You can't even open up in your mouth and talk unless you got standing. I know you watch TV with folk hollering all out in court. The, the devil is a lie. Praise God, they will shut that down immediately. They're like, excuse me, not in my court. You know, do you have standing? Well, I got something I need to say. Do, do, excuse me, do you have standing? If not, sit down and don't say another thing. That's why I throw you in jail on the other side of town. Because you got to have standing. Somebody say standing. Which is the right of a party to appear or be heard before a court. Well, our God is a legal God. And you have to enter into his court. But you have to enter into his court with standing. The word standing also means the right to initiate and make particular legal claims. The right to initiate and make particular legal claims claims. Now we know God is the initiator of everything. We know he started everything. But at the same time, God started stuff and then sat it there. Now it's up to us to be able to initiate getting it from there into the midst of our lives. That's why it might be available to me and you. Because we have to initiate the actions after that. I know you all kind of bad teaching nowadays, but it's God where everything is just woo and it just floats around and comes down and show up in the middle of your life. The devil is a liar. You got a part to play in this. Are you listening to me up in here? Otherwise, everything that God made available to you would never be experienced by you because nothing was done by you to be able to make sure it happens. Are you listening to me? Now, why did God write it to us to tell us what to ask for? Why did he tell us that you have, that, that you have not because you ask not if we ain't got to ask nothing? 
Why would they say like that? Why you be pulling my chain like that? Why you be lying to me when these people got more revelation than you, God, and I can listen to them and they'll tell me the way it really is. Now I don't need to pray. Devil is a lie. He said I do. So if God said I do, then that's what I need to do. Letters were in red. That's what Jesus said. And if we pray like we're supposed to, then we can have what we ought to. Well, that's what God wants us to do. We have the right to initiate and make particular legal claims, especially the ones that we've already found out are available in Jesus' name. That when we find out these things are available for me and you, we can initiate the, the, the manifestation of these things. We can come and make particular legal claims to it. These things are rightfully ours, which means when we become his, we become righteous. Somebody say righteous. righteous. When we became righteous, we were given a platform from which we can expect our prayers to be heard by God. A platform from which we can expect our prayers to be answered and heard by God. Why is that? Because we have, number one, the right to appear or be heard before him in court. First definition. We have the right to appear or be heard before him in court. We have the right to enter the, to, into the courtroom and then approach the judge and approach the bench and be able to talk to him. And we have, number two, the right to initiate and make particular legal claims. We have the right to initiate and make legal claims. Why? Because we have right standing with God. We have right standing with God. We have right standing with God. Our standing is right with God. So because of that, we can go right to God and talk to God about what we want. We can call him up and tell him what we want. Turn to Zechariah chapter 10, please. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Zechariah chapter 10. Go to Malachi. Go back one book. Pray God. Zechariah chapter 10. I know you know that, but I don't want you showing off in front of the people next to you. Praise God. I'm looking out for the person next to you. Praise God. Zechariah chapter 10. See, we God's people. Can I get an amen? amen? Therefore, our prayers can be heard by him because we're God's people. See, a lot of people don't understand the power of being God's people. We are his. And because we are his, there are things that are rightfully available to his that ain't available to the people that's not his. We have a, a platform that we can be able to speak to the living God, talk to the living God, Tell him what we want. And if it matches what he already said he's willing to do, O.C., 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 it's about to happen for me and you. All you got to do is believe that it's true. Zechariah chapter 10, he was talking through his people. He said that this right here to him, praise God, and starting with verse 6. He said, I will strengthen the house of Judah, and I will save the house of Joseph, and I will bring them again to place them, for I have mercy upon them, and they shall be as though I had not cast them off for I am the Lord, their God and will hear them. I am the Lord, their God and will hear them. I like that. And we'll hear them. See, a lot of us just get excited that he is our God. Woo. He's our God. Be excited. Big, please be excited. But at the same time, as soon as you get finished with your woo, understand what that made available to you. Don't just stop with the woo. Understand what that made available to you. He said, read it again, read it again. For I am the Lord their God and will hear them. See, God is our God. We are his people. Therefore, we have standing with God. I said we have standing with God. Well, God, 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 God will come through for us. Why is that? Because he'll come through for us after he hears from us. He needs us to, he needs to hear from us. He see, he doesn't hear everybody's prayer. I know you play it off like, okay, he hears my prayer. No, he don't hear everybody's prayer. Mm-mm. A sinner, he ain't hearing their prayer. They ain't, no, mm. 
One prayer does he hear from them. And that's asking him to come in and save them. To receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and say, hey, hey, nothing else. They can pray till their gums get tired, dentures get crooked, prayers got whatever. Polydent, quit holding. They can pray till they want to. They can pray till they're out of breath. Ain't nothing happening. They'll sit there and say, God, you act like you ain't hearing me. I ain't. I ain't hearing a word you say. But to his, look at your neighbor and say, I'm his, I'm his, I'm his. To his, he hear what they say. Amen. And he doesn't just hear, hear, hear them, but he also said that he teaches us that he'll come through from them. That's because he's our God. And according to his own proclamation, we just read it in one place, according to his own proclamation, he hears us. So don't ever let no devil lie to you and make you think he, don't, he ain't hearing you. Even when it seems like you're not getting an answer right away, he heard you. Daniel will tell you that. I, he'll tell you that it's true. I'll read that later, praise God. But he heard you. That's why you ain't got to be trying to figure out, did I say it right? Did you say it? He heard you. You have standing. Are you listening to me up in here? Turn to Zechariah chapter 13. Zechariah. We got standing. Somebody say, we got standing. Mm-hmm. Don't sit on your standing. Are you listening to me up in here? Don't sit on your standing. Because so many saints are sitting on their standing. Come on. Stand for your standing. Don't sit on it. Zechariah chapter 13. We're going to begin reading in verse 8. See, God hears us. And he tells us why. Because we're his people. Zechariah chapter 13, verse 8. And it says, and it shall come to pass. You know, there's another shall in there. No ifs, no ands, no buts about it. And it shall come to pass that in all the land, saith the Lord. Who said this? The Lord. Two parts therein shall be cut off and die. But the third part will be left therein. But once again, I ain't going to get into that right now. But somebody say, hey, I still believe. Amen. Praise God. We're going to get into that later when I finally get to teach on this. I still believe. Because some folk are going to get cut off. One third is going to stay. Look at your neighbor saying, hey, I'm the one third that's going to stay. I'm the one third that's going to stay. Because the Lord said they're going to get cut off. Verse 9 says, and I will bring the third part through the fire and will refine them as silver is refined and will try them as gold is tried and they shall call on my name and I will hear them and I will say, it is my people. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, okay. I'm back. I'm back. They hit me. <laughs> Maybe that bounced off you then because you didn't receive it and it just all hit me back. I'm going to try to throw it back at you again. Let me try it again. And I will refine them as silver is refined and will try them as gold is tried. And they shall call on my name and I will hear them. I will say it is my people. And they shall say the Lord is my God. I'm going to say it's my people. See, when God hears the prayers of his people, he says, them my people talking. Them's mine. Them my chilling. Them my peeps. That's my crew. That's the ones I'm going to come through. See, he heard everybody hollering and screaming and crying and, and talking to him. But he said, but then when he heard his, he said, oh, that's mine right there. Oh, I got to testify. Can I testify? 
Woo! I remember, I remember, I remember when the Reverend Suge was a little bitty little fella. Reverend Suge was a little bitty little fella. Praise God, about a little bitty little fella. Praise God, we were still in Southfield. Praise God, at that particular time. And in fact, no, we hadn't even made it to Southfield. We was on Nevada at that time. Praise God, we had a, we had a church on a street called Nevada. Praise God, you know, wonderful church. Anywho, long story short, uh, I remember uh, uh, Reverend Sweet Daddy. He came and talked to us one time, praise God, and had him do a graduation. Reverend Sweet Daddy walked up in here with one of them foots, praise God, had his foot done and stuff like that, and then come up in here with one of these big old foots on and stuff. I talked about him too, praise God, because, you know, we love one another like that. We could talk about one another. So Reverend Sweet Daddy, uh, C. Michael Johnson, Pastor C. Michael Johnson, Reverend, I call him Reverend Sweet Daddy, praise God. Hallelujah. You thought I was cool. You should, that guy was cooler than a mug. Anyway, long story short. We were sitting there talking, praise God, and it was downstairs right after a service, and, and we're talking about thousands of people are all over the place and stuff like that, the entire building, and, and, and maybe, maybe you know, 800 to 1,000 is downstairs coming to the bookstore, going to pick up their kids at, at nursery and children, at nursery and children, no, children's church was in the, in the back, nursery and picking up the youth. And, you know, all of them is loud. Little kids in the nursery and the youth, they're loud too, praise God. And all these people, they're just excited about the service. And all this noise is going on. And I'm like, he talking to me, and he got to talk loud just for me to hear him. All of a sudden, I told him, I said, stop. I said, you hear that? He said, hear what? I said, stop. I said, that's my son. I'll be right back. <laughs> you, had, you had to go to walk down this corridor. You had to walk down this hallway. Then you made a turn down this other hallway. And then you made a turn down the other hallway and went down the hallway. And my son was standing in, in the nursery crying. And I could hear him from way over there. I said, that's my child. I got to go. God's hearing all this other noise going on. All these voices and stuff. But when you pray, you say, oh, that's my child. That's one of my people right there. That's one of the like, angels. Get moving. Somebody say stuff happens. Somebody say stuff happens. Woo! So when we become his, we're given a platform on which we can then be able to pray. And our prayers will be heard. That means that our prayers are some powerful prayers. I don't think you know how powerful your prayers really are. When we became his, we became the righteous. We became those people who are in right standing with God. We became those people who have standing with God. We became those people who have the right to appear before him in a courtroom and be able to go into his court and be able to make requests of him. We became those people who have the right to initiate and make a particular legal claim. Because when my son called, he initiated. Just his cry initiated an action. Praise God. I couldn't keep talking to sweet daddy. I said, and he like, man, I got some dad. So you better walk with me because I got some place to go. Praise God, because that's my son. He said, man, how you, you can't hear him. He kept telling me, you can't hear him all along walking. And then when I got around the corner, there he was and stuff like that. He was crying. I said, oh, the Reverend should. I said, come here, young man. Praise God. And they like, let me sign, let me sign him out. Praise God. Praise God, because his mother was one that usually signed him in and out. But I said, I'm here now, praise God. And so I, and then I brought him up, picked him up, and said, boy, shut up all that noise. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> you a piercing. You ain't got the business all this crying. Praise God. Now let's go. Let's go. Put him down. Let him walk with me. And he was so cool. He just walked. He like, yeah. He like, yeah. I'm good now. I got pops in the house. Praise God. Your prayers are powerful. Because God hears your prayer. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope that you're learning that the things that God said in His Word that He has for us really are for us. God's not playing. 
He means what he's saying. God's word really is true. That the things that he said in his word that he made available to me and you really are made available for me and you. That's important because it's our proper response to God's word that allows us to receive what we heard. It makes what God promised can happen in our lives actually happen in our lives. So let's do what we need to do to believe God's word is true. God made those promises to me and you, promises of God that are rightfully ours. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio surrounding areas, come on by and see us at Word of Faith. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times on Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation and you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. Don't forget, saints, make sure that you're in church on Sunday. If you're not at work, every child of God needs to be in their father's house on Sunday. There's absolutely no substitute for being in church, fellowshipping with other believers, and worshiping God in the house of God. I believe every born-again believer should heartily say what the psalmist said when he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So if you can be in church on Sunday, then be in church on Sunday. You'll be blessed when you do, I guarantee you. And to all of you who've been a blessing to us by sending words of encouragement by letter or email to us, sharing with us that you've been blessed by the messages and that you're praying for us, I want to say to all of you, thank you. And to all of you who've been so kind to send financial offerings in support of our ministry, we also want to say to all of you from the bottom of our hearts, thank you. Galatians chapter 6 says, God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he so reap. Since all of you have been such a tremendous blessing to us, writing words of encouragement to us, praying for us, and even sending financial support to us, we know that God's not going to be mocked concerning you. He's going to do what he said in his word that he would do. That is, he's going to be a blessing to you by making sure that you reap what you've sown. So we thank God in advance for all the blessings that are coming your way because of your being a blessing that you've been to all of us. May God richly bless all of you for blessing us as we endeavor to do what God has called us to do. That is to be a blessing to a blessed people like you. Once again, thank you for being a blessing. Don't forget to tune into our broadcast next week for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you next week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.